church. We can't dance, you know? And, and then she says, ironically, when the songs were playing, it was so applicable yeah. to the situation. She said she felt in her body she wanted to dance, but her mind would let her oh, dance. Well, dance. <laughs> but to, to no avail, that's just a profound you know, statement because I feel like we, can't, we do complicate things when there's so much liberty in the spirit. Any other person? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the place that really touched me was when he was saying about different type of Jesus. Okay. You know, we're just talking about the Jesus, the, the sick Jesus, the healing Jesus, and the Jesus, the homeless Jesus, all those things. The praising Jesus, so it really touched me, yeah. you know. So, you know, I was like, the Bible said that Jesus said that when you do such a thing to your fellow Christians or your brother or sister, you did it to him, yeah. and that is a way of obeying him. So, he said, whenever we do that to such our brethren, that we do it unto him. So, it really touched me that at least may open up, you know, different ways can be a blessing yeah. to your brothers or sisters. And is it making that simple again? That whatever you do, you are doing it to Jesus. And whatever you do to your brother, you are doing it to, you know, so whatever you do to the least of this, that you do to me. So, I mean, on Sunday I was thoroughly blessed. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't know. There are, so many, there are so many things I can, you know, I can bring out here and tell you how blessed I was. And the good thing about the whole thing is that it wasn't complicated to understand. It was very simple, very gracious, and very powerful. I really, really, really thoroughly was blessed. Yes, sir. So I think I will slightly disagree, though, okay. because there's nothing about Jesus' life that was simple. Okay. You know, so if you really think about all the things that he communicated, okay. were all in well, most many of the things that he talked to, the channels through which he communicated his ideas were through parables. Okay. And he had to take his disciples to the side to decode these parables for us. Now, that, so so that's one thing. Even the life of Jesus was not simple at all. Okay. You know, so a simple thing is a powerful man will have come from a very powerful lineage. Okay. Part of, the, you know, being, becoming a, you know, come from the, um, the family of the king or the ruling party. That would have been a simple way to get into the society. And I would have thought that would be com more complicated. Well, I thought it would have been simpler. More sophisticated. Well, I thought it would have been okay. simpler. I thought it would have been simpler because this is so. So it, my expectation is those who are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Christ. We're looking at certain family. Okay. That maybe it's going to come from yes. this family. Okay. But he okay. came from a totally different. different. So there's nothing simple about that. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now we are taking advantage because we're looking at it from the hindsight. 2020. Okay. 50, 50, okay. History has been written. Okay. But if we're living in those days, I really doubt it. If many of us will have followed the teaching of Jesus Absolutely. Christ. I I quite agree with you. You want to say something? Okay. Go ahead. I don't know if there were some people probably that were not here on Sunday. On Sunday, right? So we're really talking outside of them. So in summary, I don't, I don't remember if I saw you on Sunday, ma'am. So that's okay. I was thinking about. That we may have people here that were not Thank here. You. Thank you. So in summary, the title of the message was well, well Done, Good and Faithful Servant. And the um, pastor that preached talked about the fact that there are different aspects of, of who we are. He used the wise verse of foolishness. He used Matthew chapter 25. And he uses certain scriptures that they are different 
groups of people who used it. We have an identity and God is our master and we're his servant. He talked about our capacity in him, that there's really no room in our capacity for pride, for envy and jealousy, that we are all given the ability to be able to expand ourselves. He talked about responsibility and with this, this is different between responsibility and faithfulness. But, um, and he, he had a lot of different things that he talked about, but like Sister Henrietta said, the one thing that really kid with me is that he used the different scriptures uh, different things in the Bible. He said, when I was sick, you knew me. And he put pictures of different things that would make us see. Instead of us thinking about the Bible, put something in front of you. When someone was sick, so when you drive by the street, there's a homeless man. That's who, when somebody needs money, do you give him, do you provide food and shelter? So he broke that scripture for us. But I, I don't know if I did a good job of explaining yeah, it. Because, you did, you did. So it would help someone that wasn't yes. here yes. to know yes. what we're talking about. Thank you for that. that. I should have done that before. <laughs> before I went to this. Yeah. Okay. Going back to Brian, anybody wants to... Uh, Talk any going back to Rob Russian say okay go ahead. I think I see where Russian was coming from um, when he talked about the fact that Jesus Christ's life was not simple. Yeah, he's very right. It wasn't simple at all. I think what the guy did on Sunday, I I think we're using simplicity in terms of the fact that he was able to relate to the everyday life. I think that's really what what the difference there is versus somebody that stands and he himself mentioned it that he's not going to use Hebrew language Hebrew yes. he's not going to use yes. the Greek language uh, but yeah I think on both sides you are, you're right it's a simple and yet Jesus was not as simple um, in terms of his approach yeah it's true because his disciples were confused many times they would set him aside what do you mean by this and he's right if most of us maybe were in this day and age you probably be thinking I'm just going to crack a joke now. You know, it's like comparing Donald Trump and Obama. You get what I'm trying <laughs> She went there again. <laughs> okay, so, so in essence, I think what I got from the message on Sunday was really a challenge to us as believers. Um, because as he said, what you do in your daily lives, like what Pastor Tosin said, with re- with regards to interaction with people. Like, if you're looking for Jesus, let them find him in us. So, in essence, it was a challenge to us as believers to go out and be a messenger for, 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 the, for the least of, of them. So, okay. yeah. Dr. Osteen, I thought you, I thought you, I saw you raise up here. Okay. The simplicity. Okay. I think the simplicity is, is specified it is the simplicity of the gospel. gospel. It is not the simplicity of, of Jesus. Life. Of life. Yes. It is the yes. simplicity yeah. of, the, of gospel. the gospel as opposed to the law. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, complicated. And, uh, uh, and simply Jesus died for your sins. And his death is not just for the forgiveness of your sins, but for the, for the renewal spiritually and the resurrection uh, life is, is, is in him. That is the simple uh, uh, concept of the gospel. Uh, so the you know, Christian life is not simple. Um, it is tough, but if we understand that it is the simplicity of the gospel that Paul was talking about, I think that will help us. All controversy should stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I agree with everything that everybody has said, but 
I did not want to miss how the man used his own personal life to fully articulate the message. Many of us, perhaps in this room, struggle with offense. And the man opened the message by telling us how his mother-in-law did not receive him for six years. Did not even speak to him for six years. And in, in spite of that, was able to move on, love her, and ultimately that love won her. I think last time we were there, she was with us. The mother-in-law that she's talking about was with us. We saw her, and she, he related the whole story again in her presence. You know? so, 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 so you know, we heard a lot of good things, but I don't want us to just miss the challenge. Because for many of us, if somebody does not talk to you for a day or a week, that's the end, you, you send them to hell by expressway, you know, straight away. So, but, but this man was able to live with his mother-in-law or live around her for six years where she did not even acknowledge that he existed until they had a child. And that changed the whole story. Uh, so, yes, the message is simple. And even what Dr. Onofiak said, we know how Jesus encouraged us to love one another uh, as he's loved us. But in practical, real, everyday life, are we doing that? Are we doing that? It is simple. If it's as simple as we all say, simple, 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 then we should go out and do it. But many of us are unable to go beyond the point of being affirmed, being encouraged, being, I mean, if somebody offends you, that's the end of the, I mean, it's the end of the, I mean, that's it. We, you know, we them to her. So, yeah, Jesus' message uh, is not complicated. The gospel message is not complicated. So we need grace, though, to receive this uncomplicated message and live it out. And that's what I've seen him do. And he, you know, he, he, like Pastor said, he expressed it with his life. He talked about when evangelism, where he had to, you know, exactly. he talked about the evangelism where he had to yes. talk to somebody, he had somebody that, so it's just the simplicity of, you know, yes. what did the, did the word say, you know, what does the word say? Preach the gospel. So he wants to do that. Yes. The Bible says, uh, give. He wants to give. That's the simplicity we are talking about. It's, you know, it's not that, you know, how Jesus lived this life and this thing, you know, but it's just in the fact that, you know, when the gospel says something, it's as simple as that. There's no reading any other extra meaning to what is being said or it's being, you know, intended for this. Go ahead, sir. Just a question. I'm not sure how um, people will answer this, but isn't the uh, part of the simplicity of the gospel the fact that in and of ourselves, we can do absolutely nothing. Yes. So if, if, if I want to will myself into it, I become like the Pharisees. If I set myself a rigid set uh, uh, of codes that I must follow, then I make it complicated. The simplicity and the beauty of the gospel message is that in and of yourself, you can do nothing. And uh, by him, in him, and through Jesus Christ, you can do all things. And, and, and that's, for me, that's kind of what he was talking about that day. what Pastor Larry just said about the witnessing of the lady on, on the aircraft. The, it's not the root or the duty or the obligation of doing it that was so much important, but his heart in actually praying and saying, God, give me the opportunity. Yeah. You see, many of us don't even think like that. You know how many flights I've been on? How many human beings have served with on the aircraft? It does not even occur to me to, say, to, to pray that prayer. 
rather than praying for my safety to arrive at my destination. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Yes. Seriously. But to have the presence of mind to understand what God expects of you and to ask him, the Holy Spirit, to help me to be and do what you have me to do today and to wait for the opening. I think, I think that's, that's, it's simple, but I guess maybe it's a matter of the heart. I'm, I'm not sure uh, because, I mean, now nah, I've not prayed that prayer. Uh, as for, for, you know, and I'm on aircraft all the time. So I went home and told my wife, I said, man, this is challenging for me. Did I not tell you that? I told her. I said, this, this, this is very challenging. As many people as I encounter plane, I mean, at the airport, plane is uh, canceled, flight is canceled, everybody's complaining, and, and before you know it, I'm joining to the complaint, I'm the cheerleader of the complainers. <laughs> you know, when I should be modeling something else. So it was challenging for me to, to that degree, to recognize that we don't witness just when we're in church or when it's convenient, when it's comfortable, when all the conditions are right, but that we're always asking the Holy Spirit to allow us to be a witness. And then when the door is there, you do it, but if it's not, you don't. But at least to have that presence of mind, I think that was very, that was very, profound. It was yes, profound for me. Any other person? Okay. Yeah, um, it's always very difficult to, um, maybe not say difficult, challenging to um, explain some words that is being used in the Bible. Because the Bible talks about the manifold wisdom of God. Uh, in some ways, for example, it says the, uh, the word of God giveth life and giveth light to the simple. Um, the simple there, um, it's, you might, it, to me, it means a heart that is open, that is vulnerable, ready to learn, ready to accept corrections. You know, um, for example, remember a story of, um, who I think it was uh, Elijah that was told to go and tell someone that he was going to die. God sent him a message. Going to, Isaiah. Go and tell someone that he's going to die. As he stepped out of the premises, the Bible, I mean, God told him again, go and tell that same person that I'm going to add years to you. You have to have a simple heart that yearns for understanding, yearns for more knowledge, and be simple enough to accept it at that. Even the Jesus himself was, what, what I believe is simple is that, is that he learned by the things he suffered. So he kept learning, even as Christ, as he, as he was. As he, I mean, experiences, challenges, he's also learning to accept those challenges and he's passing the buck onto us. So simplicity, it's all encompassing. If we use the manifold wisdom of God, that you have to open your heart and be ready to accept corrections. I mean, you, are, you should be vulnerable to whatsoever Christ detects for you. He can tell you something that is completely, you know, different from your perspective but you have to be simple enough to accept. If God said it, so shall it be. And then you just make a U-turn and go to where he has directed you. That, I mean, you just jumped the, you jumped the scale before I got there. Uh, <laughs> that was going to be one of our prayer points. And that's why I said from the beginning that sometimes it's not the gospel that's complicated, it's us that's complicated. Yeah. Because yeah. we bring our complications into the things of God and so we're not able to hear him when he tells us. You know, so... Those are some of the uh, issues I think that we should be 
praying about that God help me to be simple and accept the simplicity of your word because you know uh, God does not give an assignment that he doesn't give an ability to be able to do so if things are not happening or things are not being done then it's not God's fault because from his end everything is completed you know, so it's us that need to pray for that simplicity of heart. God, help me to be able to be simple enough to accept this simplicity, how, you know, the simplicity of what you're saying and, um, and uh, so that I can, I can walk in the simplicity of, you know, the, the gospel. Any other thing? Okay, sir. You know, the simplicity again, Paul said, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We are justified by faith, and then we live by faith. Faith in the Son of God. I think that is where the, uh, you know, the simplicity is actually applied. Living by faith, trusting that it is, you know, you were said that, you know, there is nothing that God has given us for which he has not given us the power. Actually, it is he who is at work in us. He's working in us both to Will, will and be willing yes. and then to do it. Yes. So, and he has given us everything that pertains unto life, life and, godliness. and godliness. So, it's for us to first of all know this, knowing it, and then acting on what we know. And, and that is a faith story. The just shall live by faith. And that is the simplicity of the gospel. I think the resistance comes when we try to rationalize, you know, um, and it's actually disobedience because we really don't want to do it, even though we have been given a new heart. No believer has a wicked heart. We all have a new heart, a new spirit, a renewed mind. We have the mind of Christ. But the flesh is still very, very active in all of us. And when we understand that, that the flesh, that those who belong to Christ, Paul said, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with all of its passions. That is our portion. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will resist, we will no longer be resisting, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Because he's working in us, but to will and to do of his own good pleasures. Any other person? Any other thing? Any other thing? Okay, let me, let me ask this question. Let me, because, you know, from all the conversations we've had, from all the talk and all the contributions, we have connected this to, you know, the voice of the Holy Spirit, hearing God and all of that. In the next, you know, few minutes, how does a young believer or just know the voice of God? How does a young believer, a young believer, yes, or somebody who wants to learn about God, how, 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 does he, how is he sure that God is speaking to him? In, let's say, a situation where I find myself in an aircraft, like that, that like, you know, decision. And, you know, God is telling me to minister to, how do I, you know, how am I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Please give it to me. Because I want us to be on the same page on all of this, so that, you know, we're not just, you know, throwing words out there without... You know. I think it comes back to what Pastor Bank said and what um, Doc said. It begins with a heart that is tender first. Um, most times you find new believers are really tender-hearted. And just the little voice you hear, just do it first. The Bible says strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use. Uh, so it's that daily application of it. I mean, where that pastor says this thing all the time. 
err on the side of wanting to do right. So, I mean, if, if I feel like I heard a voice that said, pick up the brass bucket, and I picked up the brass bucket, there's nothing in it. Well, I mean, tomorrow I'll still do it again. You get what I'm saying? Until begin, I begin to clearly discern the voice of God in all that I do. Amen? Any other person? Any other? Any other person? Okay. Pastor Sharon. Thinking back when I was a young believer, I believe that as I, be, as I began to read the word and understand what God wanted from me, what he had told me I was and what I were to do, I just did it. When it said, um, you know, you have power to cast out this and that and those spirits, well, I prayed and I believed. So I read the word and I did the word. So the word of God tells us not to just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And I, be- I believe as we begin to do the word, God began to speak even more and more clearly to us in a, in a voice and also through his word. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, and then one more person before. with what Pastor Sharon has said. Because if you can't do the logos, you can't do the rhema. If you can't believe, if you can't do the, the one that you've read, the yeah. word of God is telling you literally, do. If you can't do that, if you don't obey that voice, God would be wicked to want to give you more and give you more cause to disobey. So I, I think hearing the, the voice of God, especially with children, is helping them to obey the simple instructions that they read in the word. And as they do that, uh, if you're faithful in little, the Bible says a lot more will be given unto you. Yes. Okay. Uh, to just pivot on, you know, from what you have said, I used to attend this church very briefly in Lagos that time. It's pastored by a guy called Pastor Wali Adifarasin. I don't know if any, a lot of people know that. Pastor Wali Adifarasin. And Pastor Wali said something. You said what? Oh, okay. Wale Adifarasin, he has a younger brother who has a, you know, all of them, their houses in their home are pastors. Pastor Wale Adifarasin, this is something that I have never forgotten all my life. He said it many years ago, maybe 30 years ago or something. He said it. He said, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the things of God, if you don't know what to do, begin to do what you know. If you don't know what to do, begin to do what you know. He said, it is in doing what you know that you begin to do what you don't know to do. So, in essence, what is this? Just to pivot back to what everybody is saying, is that if I cannot obey God in the area of, you know, I know I should pay my tithes. If I can't, if I can't obey God in, you know, the things that I know, that I don't need any complications, anybody to explain to me what is, you know, that. Then, if I hear a voice going, tell him to go to China and go and be a missionary there, I'm just fooling myself. So it starts from the little things that, that you know. The simple, simple little things that you know. The simple little things that Pastor Charles said. It starts from the logos of the word. If, if the Bible says, love your neighbors, love them. If the Bible says, uh, uh, in all, in what? Give thanks. In all things, give thanks. If you don't give thanks in all things, you, can, you, will, not, you will not be able to be able to say for certain when the voice of God is telling you something that is just, you know, out there without this thing. 
Just that simple, simple, simple obedience. Day-to-day -day obedience of what he has said. Whatever he says, do it. That's what Mary told, that's what Mary said. Whatever he says, do it. And if we read it from the word of God and it says do it, do it. He said you can cast your hands on the, this thing, lay your hands on the, that's what sometimes, you know, fresh new believers are much more active then. After a while, when we get them into church and we begin to over-preach them and then they lose all that thing. They lose all of that. You know, yeah, because I remember when I was a new believer, I, you know, when I was a believer, as a young believer, I was, my, I was a teenager at that time. We'll go to the hospitals, lay hands on people and people are getting up and people are getting well. But after we heard the word, then you started being afraid. Because it started teaching you about the model, the process, the, all of that. But as a new believer, you have never heard this thing. You just heard it from once. The pastor said it on the pulpit. And you read it from the word. You go. And you go and do it. And then you see things happening in your life. So what I'm saying is that we have to go back to that. To be able to hear the voice of God. And hear it. Because I'm looking at, you know, when God begins to, you know, begins to want to do big things in our lives. We need to be able to know that the voice of God is actually speaking to us. And one of the ways you know it is, like everybody has said, you start from the, you know, the things that, the little things, the things that you know, that you know to do. And as you do them, God begins to expand your capacity. He continues to expand your abilities. And guess what? You can hear his voice for certain and do whatever he wants to do. Any last contribution before we pray? We're going to pray now for the next few minutes. Any last contribution? Anything? Any observation? Yes, please give it to her. To, I just add to what we have said is determination and desire. We have to desire for the spirit of discernment because if we don't desire it, at least you have to hunger and thirsty for that spirit of discernment. And as you're doing the other one, like working in obedience to the word of God, you have to hunger and thirsty for it too. God can talk to us through so many ways, even through his words. Maybe when you're reading the word of God, there are these it can just, one word can come up. Even when we are praying, a scripture can come up. That's the word of God talking to you too. So, but, but first we have to yield and desire for that spiritual discernment. And for that, for that, you know, communication with God is very, very important. So, both prayer and fasting, waiting on God, for, you know, you have to desire for it. That's what I want to say. Yeah, I mean, the, the desire has to be there. You know. So, that's, that's good. I'll break my own word. One more. One more before we go. One more. I'm breaking my own word. I'm breaking my rules. One more. Any other thing? Observation? Pastor Tosin? Oh, okay. I thought I saw your hand. Oh, okay. All right. Let's stand up and pray. That pastor showed us how to mix fun with the scripture. He made it very, very lively. Very, very lively. Yeah, very humorous. Uh, some of us need a lot to learn from that. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. And All right, let's just... Let's just begin to open our hearts. Let's thank God first for the first, the, the most important is sending such a person to, you know, here to just come and bless us, to be a blessing to us. Let's just thank God for him. Let's, let's thank God for him. Let's thank God, you know, let's appreciate God that, you know, God brought him and he just, you know, instructed us and challenged us in a lot of things that we have taken for granted. 
Let's, let, let's thank God for that. Let's, let's thank him for that. Let's thank him.